Welcome to the Pipe Cottage Podcast. We're glad you stopped by. Now grab a pipe, fire up a bowl, and enjoy the conversation. Here's your host, Dr. Alan Harrelson. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome back to the Pipe Cottage. It's been a lovely, lovely week here in Kentucky. And uh, hadn't had time to make a video this weekend, weekend until now. We finished planting our fruit orchard. And it's, oh, it's looking so good. I am so very happy to have that in the ground. And uh, y'all excuse my dog, Miss Bell, right here. She's in the video with me again. She's kind of clingy these days. But um, I'm I'm so glad to have the chance to sit here and visit with you a little bit this evening. Got a fire going. The wife's in the house cooking a good supper. And Miss Bell is right here enjoying the smell of this pipe tobacco. And uh, I'm smoking a fourth-generation church warden with some Arango Balkan Supreme in it. I'm still judging what I think about this blend, but as of right now, it is a superior Balkan. I'll have to say it's certainly a superior Balkan. I have tried the old Balkan Sobrani. Bell, you can't be a fussing and things on this. People are going to hear you. The old Balkan Sobrani, and uh, I'm going to tell you, if I had to choose a Rango Balkan Supreme over the old Balkan Sobrani, I'd choose this. One reason it's cheaper and it's readily available. Another reason is I like the way it's cut and processed a whole lot better. And frankly, I just don't know enough about the difference between Balkan Zabrani and Balkan Supreme to say that this isn't an equivalent. It's good. So today's topic is a list of essential blends. Now, I say essential, but it's kind of like, you know, these people that sell essential oils. If they're so essential, how in the world do we live without them? <laughs> no, there's really nothing essential about any of these blends. It's just a fun topic, and it's an, an entirely arbitrary list. I didn't want to do any deep philosophical topic this week. I wanted to do something a little bit more fun and just uh, share with you some blends that are important to me. And maybe if you haven't tried them, you can try them. But if you have tried them and you don't like them, leave a comment. And actually, I'd love to hear from the viewers about what your list of essential blends would look like. But let's not belabor the point. Let's get right to it and... Let's uh, pontificate for a minute about uh, essential pipe blends. Bell, you have got to leave me. You cannot be loving up on me like this when I'm doing the video now. Number one, and this, now I've mentioned some of these blends in the past, so it won't come as a surprise to folks who have listened to the channel for a while. Uh, my Mixture 965 from Peterson, or as it used to be the old Dunhill. What I like about 965 is it has a pleasant brown cavendish in it 
that puts it in a category that some folks like to call Scottish. It's more of a Scottish blend than English. But uh, I've had the old Dunhill 965, and I don't like it. It's not the same blend. I just don't think it's the same blend. I purchased two or three tins of the old Dunhill 965. It's got some age on it from the Ohio Pipe Show this past year. And I just don't like it. I, it, I guess it's because my introduction to 965 was with the, excuse me, with the Peterson uh, iteration. So uh, I am very much in favor of Peterson's My Mixture 965, although the provenance, the history behind this blend is in fact Dunhill. But um, that has to be, now this is not in any particular order of, of extravagance or importance. I just wrote these things down on this list as they came to mind. This is literally in the raw. I didn't sit and think about it for two weeks. I sat down this afternoon and said, okay, if somebody asked me in an elevator, point blank, what would be some essential blends, this is what I came up with. Number two, Rattray's Howl of the Wind. This is a Kentucky and Virginia Perique blend. I don't recall the first time I tried Rattray's Howl of the Wind, but I have never been disappointed by it. Um, I'm not a real big fan of Vapors, Virginia Periques, but if it's a Virginia Perique with some Kentucky added into it, oh man, that just changes the whole dynamic completely. I'm a big fan of Dark Fire Kentucky Leaf. I'm a big fan of particularly Red Virginias, <clears throat> but I am not a big fan of Perique I mean, at the end of the day, I would not choose blends that are Perique dominant. It's good as a condiment, but it is not good. That's why I'm, uh, what's that blend that Cornell and Deal puts out that's got a whole lot of um, Perique in it? Something about to buy you. I don't recall the name of it, but... I tried it. I just don't like it. I mean, it, again, this is just arbitrary, but Rattray's Howl of the Wind is probably my favorite Rattray's blend that they have. I like Red Rappery and uh, several others, Black Mallory, but Howl of the Wind is uh, constantly in my cellar. Uh, the third blend I would mention is a blend I've talked about over and over again, and it's still matters to me just as much today as it has in the past and that's Arrowhead from Paul's Pipe Shop in Flint, Michigan. This is a blend of Cavendish, Burley, Latakia, Perique, and Virginia. It is an aromatic but it's a very high quality, superior aromatic. Uh, the toppings and casings, whatever it is they put on it, never ever ever overshadows the taste of the tobacco leaf itself. So I keep stocked up on Arrowhead. There's not many aromatics on this list, but Arrowhead is probably my favorite aromatic uh, by far because it's superior quality.
man, it's difficult talking and enjoying this pipe at the same time because this Balkan Sup Supreme from Arango is sure hitting the spot right here, right now. Mm-hmm. The fourth blend I want to talk about is GLP's Quiet Nights. Now, this is a full English. And a lot of people compare it to Esoterica's Penzance. I've had Esoterica's Penzance, and I don't really like it. <laughs> now, that's going to create a little bit of fuss among some folks. But GLP's Quiet Nights is good enough for me. And... It, that's a good thing because it's far more readily available than Penzance is. You can get quiet nights any day of the week from a lot of the online suppliers. And it's primarily Red Virginia. It's got some Oriental, Latakia, and Perique in it. But, oh, I'm telling you, what's the truth? Oh, there was about a couple of winters ago. Quiet nights is about all I smoked for about a month straight. Because that's when I first discovered it. It was a couple of years ago. And Lord have mercy, when I started enjoying that it stayed in my bowl and the bowl was running hot son it didn't hardly get to have a rest it's a good blend it's a good one if i had to name what my favorite full english is at this particular moment in time it would more than likely be glp's quiet nights and it sellers good it sellers very well so I have a bunch of it here at the house, and uh, I intend on never running out of it. The next blend, number five, Boswell's Northwoods. Uh, I visited, I've been to Boswell's shop in Chambersburg two or three times this past summer. Uh, my best friend and myself, we went to his Alexandria store. We were visiting the Gettysburg Battlefield, and we went to Chambersburg and saw that store and visited and said, well, you know, we ought to just take a little old trip up to Alexandria, beings we in Pennsylvania, and just see if we can meet the man himself. And my goodness, that's exactly what we did. We walked into the Boswell store in Alexandria, Pennsylvania, and here comes Mr. Boswell himself offering us a fresh cup of coffee. We stayed in that store about five, six hours, smoked several bowls of pipe tobacco, enjoyed his company. And uh, Boswell's Northwoods, I buy it by probably six ounces, 12 ounces at a time. Because it's so cheap. I mean, I've told people on this channel before, you got to buy in bulk, and it's a lot better to do that and then put stuff in mason jars and you can build your cellar. But Boswell's Northwoods is primarily Black Cavendish, Latakia, and Virginia. There is a topping on it. It has been compared by many people to the old Frog Morton cellar. I, 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 I don't think I could debate that. If I had to pick a blend that's on the market now that is the most similar to Frogmorton Cellar, I would have to agree with many others in, in saying that it's Boswell's Northwoods. I've got a Frogmorton Cellar here at the house, and it's good, but you can't buy it anymore. So Boswell's Northwoods is good enough to scratch that itch.
Number six is Sullum's Black. Uh, another blend that's been compared to some of the Frogmorton series. And this is primarily Black Cavendish, Burley, Latakia, and Virginia. It does also have a topping on it. And this in here is made by that company over there in Germany. I don't remember the name of it right now. And I really don't even know that I could pronounce it if I could remember it. But Sillum's Black is uh, my fav favorite among the Sillum's line. Sillum's has uh, Sillum's Red, Sillum's Green, a couple other ones, you know. But Sillum's Black, I think, is, is the finest product that they offer. And it is reminiscent of, of Frogmorton in a lot of ways. But it's got a topping on it that's the same as, as the topping you would get on the uh, Allen or Valen, excuse me, the Valen um, aromatic blends. I mean, it's, it's, there's something similar about all these German blends that have a, uh, an aromatic casing on it or, an, or a topping, it, including Rattray's. Uh, Rattray's, uh, Lord have mercy, I'm, I'm losing my mind right now. They're, uh, what, the, the blend that has the citrus topping on it. Exotic Passion, I believe, is the name of it. They have a similar uh, taste across the board. But I am really in favor of, of these German blends that, that profile uh, good tobacco leaf, and they have a slight aromatic essence to it. And as a matter of fact, I would much prefer, uh, if I were going to talk about aromatics in which country produces the best aromatics right now in 2023, I would have to say uh, Germany. Uh, because a lot of um, American stuff, it's got propylene glycol in it, and it's just too chemical tasting. And that's why a lot of people, I think, in my opinion, are turned off aromatics because they're, they're used to tasting the chemical in it, and they're not tasting something that's quality. But I've got another video on aromatic blends, and so I won't. This, this this is not about aromatics uh, today. Just wanted to throw that out there. Now, number seven, L.J. Peretti's Tashkent. This is an Oriental Ford blend. I am uh, a sucker for good Oriental blends. Ooh, my goodness, I do love an Oriental blend. And uh, this blend is, as far as I know, it's just oriental leaf and a little bit of Latakia. I don't think there's any Virginia or anything else in it. But I bought this stuff. I bought a couple pounds of it and put it in the cellar. And Lord have mercy, it is just, it's mighty fine. If you are in favor of oriental blends, you must check out L.J. Peretti's Tashkent. L.J. Peretti up in Boston, Massachusetts is probably... One of the oldest, if not the oldest, tobacco pipe shop in the country. I don't know the exact history of when it started, but I know it's real, real old. And I've bought a couple pipes from them. A couple of my Costellos came from them, but primarily I buy tobacco from them. They've got many other blends that are good. Their Cuban mixture, I think, is the oldest blend that they have that's still in production. It's got cigar leaf in it. I like that tremendously. It did not make this list, however, because if I had to choose 
a favorite blend of mine from L.J. Peretti to include in this list, uh, it, it would have to be Tashkent. And I think it's named after a, a community over there in Turkey. I could be wrong about that. Number eight is Cobblestone's Kentucky Plug. This is a Kentucky and Virginia blend. Oh, it's good. Oh, it is good. This is the blend that I introduced to Dwayne Knoll at Dry Creek Wrangler School. The first thing I ever gave him as a gift, I've given him tobacco and pipes and all sorts of things, but the first, the first blend I ever gave him was this, Cobblestone Kentucky Plug, because I knew how much he liked uh, McBaron's H.H. Old Dark Fired. And this blend, he likes it for good reason. He knows his tobacco. That man knows good tobacco when he smokes it. So it's not just me talking about it. And it's amazing to me how few people are talking about the cobblestone blend. This is subtly a product. Few people are talking about it. If you go to tobaccoreviews.com, there are... There are not many reviews of Cobblestone Kentucky Plug or any of the Cobblestone blends. Is it just because they people have not tried it or people don't think it's worthwhile? I don't know. But um, it, it's certainly worth my time. Mm -hmm. it, if This is the only really, this is the only Dark Fire Kentucky blend that made it onto this list. Old Dark Fire didn't make it on here. It... It just didn't. But Cobblestone Kentucky Plug, I like the way it's processed, the way it's packaged in the tin. And man, oh man, do I like the way it tastes. It's strong. Now, you don't want to enjoy that without having a little food on your stomach. I'd have to say that probably among the blends that are on this list, this has more of a nicotine punch than anything else. And again, I can't stress this enough. I don't smoke pipes for a nicotine punch. I stay away from it as much as I can. But I like the taste of this so good, you got to sip it like a fine wine, or it'll just catch up on you and bite you in the behind. You got to be got to be kind of careful. But if you enjoy dark fire Kentucky leaf, you must acquire cobblestone Kentucky plug. It is sure enough good. Now number nine is one that is not readily available, but it's it's one that's in my cellar and I go to it often. Carolina Red Flake from Cornell and Deal. Uh, as I said in last week's video, 90% of the stuff that Cornell and Deal puts out, I wouldn't give you two cents for it. But the other 10% that they put out, I'd, I'd, I'd fight folks to get my hands on some of it. Carolina Red Flake, in my personal opinion, just my opinion, is the best thing that Cornell and Deal has put out since I started smoking a pipe. It's my favorite all-time straight Red Virginia. Favorite all-time. I have never been disappointed. I've got 10s from the 2020 release, 21 and 22. It never disappoints. It ages like a fine wine. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, uh, uh, whenever you can... I, I, I think they'll... 
continue to reproduce this line. It's not going to be the same leaf that they've used in the past, more than likely, but I think they'll continue to produce this line. So the next time, this is the only small batch from Cornell and Deal that's on this list, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, yes, yeah, the only Cornell and Deal blend that's on this list. So whenever you see Cornell and Deal come out with Carolina Red Flake, and if you like Virginia Leaf, you better snag you some because I'm going to be there, and I'm going to get me some too, and I know a lot of other people are as well. It is worth your time. Let's, let's move on. i got to hurry up. Supper's going to be ready here directly. Uh, number 10, Cobblestone. We're going back to the Cobblestone line again. Cobblestone Hiking. It's a straight burly. It may have a little Virginia in it. I don't quote me on that, but for the most part, it's burley. Cobblestone hiking is my favorite burley blend. Uh, and oh my goodness, you just get, you got to have it. Uh, you, I don't I don't have any particular family of blends that I smoke exclusively. I mean, I like aromatics and Englishes and uh, burleys, Dartfire, Kentucky. Not too many Virginia Preaks, as I've said in the past, but uh, I like a lot of it, a lot of it. But Cobblestone Hiking should be on your shelf if you like Burleys. It's um, not been reviewed a whole lot. I think Beans 316 did a video on it. It's a good video. So if you want an in-depth review of Cobblestone Hiking, you might go check Beans Beans' um, video out. And number 11, and this is the last one that's on the list, really, is Strauss Tobacconist Sleepy Hollow. Now, admittedly, I didn't know anything about this until Mutton Shop spoke about it years ago. So, I think probably about 2019, 2020, I ordered my first round of Sleepy Hollow. I put it in the bowl, lit it up, and it's probably one of my wife's favorite blends for me to smoke because the room note is phenomenal. It's got that pumpkin spice uh, room note to it, and you get the same thing in the flavor profile on your tongue, on your palate, as you do in the room note, which is kind of unusual. A lot of blends don't do that. Cornell and Deal's Autumn Evening does that, but uh, Sleepy Hollow is better than Autumn Evening if you're looking for that pumpkin spice, uh, maple type flavor. Again, just my opinion. But Strauss Tobacconist is here in Kentucky. They, I think they started in Cincinnati, Ohio many, many years ago, but they've also got a store in Florence, Kentucky. And I'm probably going to go up there and visit it. I'm going to the University of Louisville uh, in March to deliver a lecture. And uh, more than likely, I'm going to go to Florence, Kentucky at that point in time and visit Strauss Tobacconist and experience their new smoking lounge that they just opened back up. But I don't have to tell you a whole lot about Sleepy Hollow. If you have been around pipe tobacco for a very long period of time, you've heard many other presenters on YouTube and so forth talk about this blend. But it did make it into my essential blend list. And it's one of two aromatics that made it into this list. Now, you might be wondering, where's the Sam Gaywith? Where's the Esoterica? 
Well, I don't really like most of the Sam Gay with an esoterica blends. But if I had to provide an honorable, honorable mention, I'd have to say that Full Virginia Flake, I think that's Sam Gaywith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Their Full Virginia Flake, it, it's good. I've had some that's aged, and I've had some that's fresh, and it ages extremely well. But the only esoterica blend that I really care anything about is Dorchester. And it's uh, a Virginia blend. I don't recall exactly what all's in it, but I like it. Dorchester is so, so good. I have a couple of bags of it here in the house that I haven't opened and got a few tins I haven't opened. And it's If I'm looking for esoterica, I'm looking for Dorchester. So... If any of y'all out there know anything about when the esoterica drops is going to be a coming, you let me know because I'd love to have me some old Dorchester in the cellar. So friends and neighbors, that's all. I don't want to have a very long, deep philosophical discussion tonight. I just wanted to touch base and share with you some blends that were on my mind today. What I would love to see and what I hope you might do is share your essential blend list in the comment section below i'd love to hear what other people are interested in and i'm sure that y'all know about blends that i don't know about and, I, and that's what it's all about is, is is continuing to learn and to expand our palate and that's what's one of the most fun parts about pipe smoking is learning how to appreciate different blends from different blending houses but uh, in other news, I got my tobacco seed in the mail this week, some oriental leaves, some Virginia gold, and some burley. And so we're getting the ground ready. We're going to be planting some tobacco here at the farm in Kentucky this year. And I've decided to make video content about that and bring you along with me. Uh, also, we do have the YouTube uh, Pipe Cottage membership. People have asked, how do you join? Well, you just simply go to the Pipe Cottage uh, YouTube channel homepage and there's a join button right up yonder on the right hand side on the top of the page. Mash that join button and it'll lead you to where you need to go. But we had our first membership live stream. I think it was this past Saturday evening. I had so much fun. Oh my goodness. We talked for a good hour and people asked me a lot of good questions and it felt like I was sitting in an old-fashioned pipe shop just talking to old friends. And that's exactly what I had hoped it would be like. So if you want to join us in those live streams, uh, become a member of the channel, and I'm going to do them at least once a month. I'll probably get to the point where I do it twice a month. But uh, support us in that way. Give us a, a, a like if you like the video. Subscribe if you haven't. But uh, y'all, the wife is in the house motioning me to come up in there and eat supper. So that's what I'm about to do. I'm so glad we had the chance to visit a little bit this evening. Um, it's a pleasure. It's an honor uh, for you to stop by and watch the little bit of information that we provide here at the Pipe Cottage. So until we meet again, this is Alan Harrelson.
I appreciate you. May the Lord bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Pipe Cottage Podcast with Dr. Alan Harrelson. We look forward to visiting with you on our next episode. 